This is a test of the emergency broadcast system. In five. Deck for sound. Four. It's showtime. Three. Let's two, go. One. This is the Pro Audio Suite, a program all about audio and voiceover. Our panel consists of George the Tech Whittam from LA, Robert Marshall of Someone Audio Post Chicago, and Source Connect, Darren Robbo Robertson of Voodoo Sound Sydney, and myself, Andrew Peters, voiceover talent based just out of Melbourne, Australia. Don't forget to check out all episodes on our website. That's theproaudiosuite.com. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another Pro Audio Suite. This is the long-awaited um, noise reduction shoot-off, or whatever we're going to call it. I tell you what, I want to be good because we've been promising it for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, <laughs> Ahead of time. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> that should be the name so of our show. If you wish. Yeah, we yeah, should change the name of the show to that. Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you guys, this is where I'm out, really, because um, I've only just learned how to use mouse de-click with RX-7. So I'm well and truly out of this equation. But you guys have been fiddling around with files and using different uh, noise reduction um, bits and pieces. And uh, you're going to give us some samples of how they work and how they probably don't work as well as you would hope they will work. Yeah. So, so who's going to kick off first? Well, let me throw the background up. Um, what I did was I recorded three audio files for us to use um, here in my studio. Uh, for one of them, I opened the window and I ran just a, a fan in the background. Um, just a you know fan you'd turn on during summer, not a computer fan or anything like that. And... Uh, and then I did another one where I just grabbed the, a room tone sound effect and sort of mixed that in at a level where you would sort of expect to find it sometimes if there's been a sort of noisy room that someone's been doing a location record in. And then on the last one, I did the same thing, but instead of a room tone, I grabbed a truck passing by and whacked a, a filter on it to make it sound like it was outside the room without mucking around too much. Fairly simple one. And um, thought that would give us a wide variety of, of background noise in a voiceover to play with. Sent them off to, uh, to the lads and we've all been playing with them. What have we got first? Well, you, where shall we start? Robert, do you want to go first? Uh, sure, I can tell you what I did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really prepare this as like a presentation, so. Okay. Well, that's cool. Well, let's have a look. Um, what have you got here? Yeah. Uh, There's, so the three, I would say that um, like some things I guess were interesting to me. First of all, I, being uh, a Waves user, I, I used uh, Z-Noise and I used also some other, uh, I used the C4 for some other things and I used their WNS. And I, so I gave examples of all these things and also the, like uh, the 43 which is like a simpler noise reduction thing um, and I uh, except for the truck which I didn't bother with any of those things because like nothing applied well as far as like trying to track a moving a changing sound as far as the tools that I had from Waves so the fan I thought was pretty easy um, and actually probably if I was to go at that one in a f situation I probably would just use my simple gate maybe I'm, I'm not sure Let's have a listen to the fan before processing. So this was the original file. You're listening to the Pro Audio Suite podcast. Who is that voiceover? Wow. What talent. <laughs> Amazing. 
Yeah. All right. So then, uh, so the expander would be just a really simple one, the simple expander, not even the multiband, and and that's just the Pro Tools generic expander that I use there. I find the expander to be really useful because it doesn't mess. Like once it's opened, it's not messing with the sound. You know, it doesn't. All the other ones are like too active sometimes. So if the sound is really complex, it's good. I'm not saying they're not useful, but sometimes if the sound is quiet enough, a gate can just get rid of it. All right. Well, here we go. Here's George and his expander. Uh, Robert and his expander. Sorry. You're listening to the Pro Audio Suite podcast. All right. So that's that one. So then I so then I did a multi-band expander. Which this one didn't really warrant, but I did it anyways just because um, sometimes I find that very useful for getting rid of certain sounds and certain frequency bands. But we have to worry about with the multiband approach is that you're starting to shift the whole thing as far as the EQ goes. It's changing. But go ahead and hit that one now, the multiband expander. You're listening to the Pro Audio Suite podcast. Best one so far. Okay, cool. Um, so, so funny enough, that one was like, like there was a lot of like rebuilding of the low end, for example, or things like that, and trying to make sure that high end didn't start getting too essy with the expansion of it. Um, then the last one is the Z noise. Did I did I do any others besides that? You've got WNS and Z noise. Yeah. Okay. So so do the WNS, and the WNS is just sort of a four or six slider. It just rem- it's like a gate on all those different bands, probably similar to what I do with the C4. You're listening to the Pro Audio Suite podcast. And then the 40 or the 43 doesn't exist. So, oh, and then the last one is the Z noise. So this is the classic take a fingerprint of the noise. It works best with something that's very static. And then, um, you know, take a f- just remove the fingerprint and you get your threshold and your amount to reduce by. Uh, so there it is, that's Z noise. You're listening to the Pro Audio Suite podcast. Oh yeah, that sounds like a denoiser. You hear that? You hear that MP3 thing going on, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 doesn't it? it? Sounds like Adobe. It sounds like Audacity. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and like even though maybe it got rid of some noise that's in between the words a little bit better, but it just it puts that grainy thing in there and yeah. cyborgy mm. robotics. Yep. Mm. So George, you were on Bruce Fry, is that right? Yeah, I think they call it. Bruce Free, not Bruce sure Free. exactly, but yep. uh, being Swedish or whatever. But um, yeah, I tried out their new to me uh, noise reduction plugin. It's, I think it's maybe been around a little bit, but uh, it's the only one I know of that exists for iOS on the iPad and the iPhone, which could be pretty cool, obviously, to use you know for remote recordings when you're out in the field uh, having to bang out a job. Um, but this one's a kind of interesting one where it combines multi-band gating and multiple gates, but it does it all very much behind the scenes. So it takes a fingerprint of the sound, kind of like Z noise, and then you then, so basically it learns the noise, and then you uh, let it filter the noise afterward, and then you can fine tune certain aspects of it, like a high pass filter, a high end boost, um, the attack, the ratio of the noise to the, you know, it has like seven or eight controls that you can fine tune. So this is my best shot at using Bruce Free with the the room tone. You're listening to the Pro Audio Suite podcast. Not bad result. No, not bad at all. It's pretty transparent, I thought. Like it doesn't yeah. make those, uh, it doesn't make the um, artifacts that you get with the Z noise and 
the denoiser, audacity, isotope type tools where it can get a little bit metallic or artificial sounding if you use a little bit too much. Um, you can get pretty heavy handed with Bruce Free and it may change the EQ balance a little bit. Maybe it'll thin it out or, uh, but it never seems to really destroy it too much. Okay. And it just hits it like temp, like on the frequency range, but it doesn't hit it on that sort of like comb filtery way that that the other ones that the you know the ones that take such an exact fingerprint of the noise. Mm. Right. Mm. It is when, fascinating that it's that it uses the denoise approach where you listen to the noise, but it's not a denoiser in the sense that it's doing that that subtractive algorithm. It's, it's unique. Well, I went with uh, RX seven. Uh, and I used the denoise plugin on Pro Tools. Not the not the vocal denoise. Uh, sorry, the voice denoise. Sorry, yes, the voice, voice denoise. denoise. Got gotcha. you. Okay. You're listening to the Pro Audio Suite podcast. Similar sort of result to Bruce Fry. Um, Pretty really, darn transparent sounding, I'd yeah, say. Not bad at all. Just hear the noise at the very beginning of it on the on the Yor. You kind of hear it come down and then but at the end of it, it it cuts off without you hearing the you know the the process come down on the silence at the end as yeah. much yeah interesting all right so the other the next noise we record or the next noise we will talk about then is the, is the room noise so basically just a a room tone constant room tone which i guess ap would be the enemy of any voiceover artist on the road i would say definitely the enemy yeah all right and this could be handy all right, so this this might be an interesting one then. So let me just play that uh, as it as it was. You're listening to the Pro Audio Suite podcast. So not completely unreasonable that you would get a file like that fairly regularly, Robert and George. I would think. Yep, I can I can see that happening. All right, so definitely, definitely from a shoot, you know. Yeah, definitely. All right, so here's uh, Robert. Which one would you like to start with, mate? Uh, let's just go same, same order. So the simple, the simple gate. Yep, the simple expander. You're listening to the Pro Audio Suite podcast. So you can just hear it underneath the words, even while they're going. You know, I, I think it basically gets rid of the front and the back completely. Most people aren't going to notice it, and I, I don't. Yeah, obviously, it didn't touch it spectrally or in any other way. So, but you can hear the noise underneath those words. I, I assume you guys can too. And the because if you know about it, then you're hearing it. But if you don't know about it, your brain is like, well, whatever. Doesn't doesn't think about it. It's not there, and 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 the rest of it is pristine, and it doesn't sound like it doesn't call attention to itself as being like you know. Sometimes the denoise process is a noise unto mm, itself. Absolutely. And also, if you're playing music under it, you'll bury it anyway. So that's the other thing. Buried that's anyways. Exactly. That's right. Well, so the the multi band was the same thing. Now it's just sort of um, it's it's my expander, but just trying to hit up each each frequency range individually, which basically should make it wrap around the voice a little bit tighter. You're listening to the Pro Audio Suite podcast. So you can hear that one working a little more, can't you? I actually wasn't as happy with the multi-band because uh, it's because the multi, this was a fairly broad band. I mean, it's kind of in the lower range, but it was fairly broad band. So usually the multi-band approach works for yeah. more frequency specific stuff. Um, so then the next one um, to look at was the, the the 43, which is like basically a simple four four fader 
noise reducer with an overall threshold. So you set your individual thresholds and then like a global threshold kind of thing. You're listening to the Pro Audio Suite podcast. They're much cleaner. Yeah, it's smoother, but that, there's definitely that noise there. You can hear it. So then the f- the WNS, I think, was a little bit better. It has basically more bands. It's um, This is probably like a six-band, multi-band. You're listening to the Pro Audio Suite podcast. So I thought that one was pretty good, actually. Yeah, um, yeah I like WNS. I've, I've actually got that in the... In the arsenal, it's very fast. That's one of the great it is, isn't it? That's it's like throw yeah. it on there. You just, I, I mean, the way I do it, I don't know how you use it, but basically, I'll play the noise, and it's almost like taking a fingerprint because mm-hmm. it shows you yes. the spectrum of the noise, and then you just slide the faders to, to make meet the same yeah. shape, and then maybe you like put it a little bit below it so that it's not like too active. But easy, you're right, absolutely. Especially if you're in a rush, very, very and especially fast. if you're tired yeah. and your ears are tired, it's makes your life a bit easier. Yeah, it seems to be, if, if anything, it's going to be less harm than some of the other approaches, like it, like the Z-Noise, which is the next one, I, I think is it's definitely more intrusive, but probably the most reduction in noise. You're listening to the Pro Audio Suite podcast. So, so that one's a little bit better. It doesn't get too MP3 sounding. There is still some oddness, odd, yeah. odd signature in the, in the room tone itself. It sounds... In some messed way, with. colored or messed. Yeah, sounds messed with. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. So, George, you were on the Bruce Fry again. Yep, you know the drill. It's it's the beauty of it is the simplicity of it. I mean, this is a denoiser that just about anybody can use and not make too much of a mess out of it. You're listening to the Pro Audio Suite podcast. It's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive, right? I mean, done its job. For what it is. So, George, how do you see Bruce Free working? Uh, it's say, for instance, you're on the road doing a voiceover and you're in a hotel. Do you reckon that would work as opposed to uh, building some mega fort or using a, a sort of portable is booth? It, is it real time or is it only file based? Uh, it's not real time. You have to, you know, learn and then apply. Right, but 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 um, can you apply it to a real time stream? Like, can you record a learn and then say do it to the mic? Uh, I don't believe it's capable of doing that. Okay, I, so. I, I, so in yeah. the case that Andrew's asking, it wouldn't apply as well if, as long as, or assuming you're not on a live connection, then because you you need something that can do this in real time for your. It's not a re- replacement for a Cedar. Yeah. Uh, D or NS or whatever they call it. WNS. W- yeah. they, well, they make a Cedar mic preamp that does the noise reduction. Like really? in one little box. Yeah. I didn't know that. And it's like a little magic box. Yeah. So you know that truly is real time. It's like a couple millisecond latency. Right. You don't even feel um, it. It's like two grand. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not cheap. You know, it's all. like the preamp in it alone is probably like 500 bucks. Yeah, I'm sure. You know? It's a stereo preamp and it has, you know, basically a knob that controls the noise. You literally want more noise, turn it right, left. So it's it's that's a pretty cool tool. I have tried it at, at trade shows just playing around with it. Uh, but to answer your question, Andrew, it's not a, a real-time streaming plugin. It's a it's an analyze and then apply type tool. So it won't work for that streaming. Whereas something like a Cedar NS1, I think is what it's called. Don't quote me on that, but they make a magic little mic preamp box you can plug in, and actually your preamp actually has a denoiser built in. And uh, if that's something you find yourself needing, um, well, you can go buy one. I think they're in the two thousand U.S. dollars ballpark, but uh, they are pretty amazing. 
Wow. Don't lose it in your luggage. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, put it in your carry-on. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, put it in your carry-on. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, Robbo, what's next? Okay, well, I used the uh, RX-7 again, um, although interestingly, this time I had the best results using their spectral no- spectral denoise as opposed to the voice denoise. Um, so that was a kind of interesting result from that one that I didn't record the first one, and I probably should have, but the voice denoise just left left some behind for some reason. It didn't really didn't really cope too well with maybe the harmonics that were in there or something. I don't know, but um, I'll play you the result that I got using the spectral denoise. You're listening to the Pro Audio Suite podcast. So that was the best result I got out of RX-7 in that one. It's got a little bit of that like mechanical thing, not... not I don't think as much as, not nearly as much as the the Waves one, but it does have that, like, strident kind of... Just a teeny bit. But it is clean. It's like there's definitely no noise in it. <laughs> so then the final one, I thought we'd put us all to the test. I put us all to the test, and it seems that I did because I don't think anyone got a perfect result, was the old uh, truck going by the studio. So, um... <laughs> Let me just grab this. This is like audio Mythbusters. You're listening to the Pro Audio Suite podcast. Probably a little louder than you would normal get, normally get, but I thought it would put everything to the test quite nicely. We, as, my, as my high school band teacher used to say, I'm exaggerating, but that's what's happening. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, George, uh, so Robert, sorry, I've got a file here from you. Uh, saying truck bunch of stuff. <laughs> I presume you played with a few bits yeah. and pieces. <laughs> yeah, what did I do? I'm trying to even remember now. Um, I used a, a gate, uh, maybe an expander, an EQ that I generally kind of swept as it moved up. But I also, what, what I found worked well is I also just, as a cheat, just sort of widened the bandwidth as well uh, as it moved up. Because I was able to lock onto it pretty well at the beginning, but trying to track it as it moved up just was really time-consuming. Um, is that everything I did? I think so. There's there's no, like, spectral this or that or grab a fingerprint. And it was just all, like, you know, tools from the 70s, basically. You're listening to the Pro Audio Suite podcast. So, you know, a bit uh, AM radio, but the noise is mostly gone, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I did, and I, I did have a multiband attacking that low-end noise, that resonant noise of it, and, and the EQ kind of sucked the, like, the, the bass out of the voice. I tried to shelve it up, but it did just put a hole in it. It's true. I, I, not, thought, I thought I did get some reduction out of the truck itself. If it was like you know, like you know, something for it's it's not an announcer voiceover, but if it was sync audio, you know, it, I think pe- I think people would have been like, ah, got rid of some of it. <laughs> That's gonna be a really good thing to compare to Bruce Free. Yeah, I think you'll be surprised. So the truck by George. You're listening to the Pro Audio Suite podcast. It's very so, similar. What, wow. Yeah. Cu- curious. Uh, what did it? Um, what did you teach it? Because it's moving, so like it adapts its filter or something. Or uh, that's a good point. I mean, I, all I did was I just sampled as much of the noise right up to his dialogue that I could. I just let it learn everything all I could of that. let it learn, you know. Mm, mm. And so maybe it would have been better if I did the piece after he finished. But I just learned. I could have maybe copied and pasted the front and back. 
and learned the entire thing without his voice, I didn't think to do that. But that was just simply learning the very, all of the room tone leaning up right to the beginning of the voice and then letting it try to deal with it. And then me going back in and tweaking the controls. Okay. I played around a lot with the range of noise reduction, the high pass filter. I mucked around with all the controls and Bruce Free I could, and that's what I came up with. And I just thought it was interesting that it would it sounded kind of similar to what Robert ended up with. Yeah, it's very close. Absolutely. Well, I went the other way. I went with uh, I went with back with RX seven again. Um, this time, I found interestingly, I got the best results with um, one of their plugins called Dialogue Isolate, which sort of promises to do exactly what the name says. Uh, but interestingly, got this result. You're listening to the Pro Audio Suite podcast. So when I say interestingly, I don't think the result is too dissimilar to what you guys got. Me neither. <laughs> it's really interesting. <laughs> it's freaky, isn't used, it? We use totally different tools. Yeah. Um, but in the end, they all got a similar-ish result. Mm -hmm. Is there a clear winner here? Well, do you know what? Interestingly, after hearing this, and, and this is the first time I've listened to all the files together the same as you guys... I, I suspect that George Bruce Fry might actually be the winner, especially considering price point. Yeah, and and just overall, like generally good results across the whole spectrum of yeah, attempts. yeah, absolutely. And one plugin, whereas you consider, like for me, RX, I had to use three different plugins to get the same result as one plugin got for all three files. Yeah, I, I think I use like three or four plugins, hmm. like. You know, EQ, uh, Expander, hmm. uh, yeah, so. I don't know. Yeah, and I think that's what's interesting about Bruce Free is it is baking a lot of those different tools in under the hood. Mm. So it's transparently doing multiple things. The one thing it is not doing for sure is that sort of subtractive, you know, isotope um, denoise type process or the Z-noise. Mm. type process it's mm. not doing that so but it's doing a little bit of everything else so i think that's why it came out with such good results compared to what you guys were doing yeah and the other thing george and because you're dealing with talent all the time bruce free would have to be the winner because it's so simple definitely i mean if we're if we're talking about an audience of of talent who needs something that they can replicate and use in the field very quickly and get res acceptable results um this is this one is pretty universally uh seems to be pretty universally great um you know i posted about it when it first came out i got a little blowback from some of the isotope users out there that were like no way can't yeah. be better than isotope that's what i use and it sounds better and I was like, well, you know, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe in, in your hands, if you know exactly how to tune it, it's a lot better. Um, but again, the only one I really mucked around with the controls was the one with the the passing truck, you know, because that yep. was a nightmare. Yep. And I was just doing everything I could. But with the other ones where the room tone is more or less consistent, um, you don't have to do any of it. Just listen and apply. And, yeah. and, it, and you got the results. So, yep. uh Bravo to Bruce Free and this those the Klevgran guy from Sweden that developed it pretty yeah, good. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think I guess the only thing uh, you could probably say in in RX's defense was that I didn't use the the audio editing tool. 
Um, and to which Robert's point, as we were talking off air, you know, he's managed to pull out the sounds of keys jiggling in someone's pocket as they're walking down the street and stuff like yeah. that, um, which is a little yeah, more scientific. But you've also yes. got to spend 1300 bucks to get that. So, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, and maybe a lot of time. It, yeah, and a lot of time in, in the production. It's not that actually, actually when you, when you go through the process, it's not that bad because it's, especially if you're sort of, familiar with Photoshop or some of those concepts because basically what you have is you have this spectral waveform so it's no longer like your shaped waveform but the colors as, as they're deeper red or they're, they're louder and then it's spread out over frequency and time and so you can see at the very top of it where your high, high frequencies are you can see the energy in red of the keychain and you get these tools like the magic wand that when you selected it kind of clicks on that particular continuous area of energy in a f- certain frequency band it kind of knows the the hot spot that you're clicking on and you get a sort of circle around it um, and you can delete or you can paste in something else so usually what works is just like pasting in a little bit of the high frequencies from before or after or there's like a dodge tool similar to Photoshop where you can sort of tell it to replace it with things that are similar to its surroundings essentially so it it works pretty quick. I, I think probably once you're familiar with just the sort of graphic nature of it instead of turning knobs, so you have to know what you're going after, then um, it's probably faster, actually. Mm. Or, mm. Yeah. Certainly very effective. It's very, very uh, yep. precision, you know. Yep. But I think for what our show is about, in terms of talking to... Uh well, this show in particular is about talking to voiceover artists who are looking for some noise reduction. I reckon uh, the guys in Germany might take the uh, the cake this time. Sweden. So, uh, the guys yeah. in Sweden. I think, well, I, do that. I, think Sweden. I think they're all different in a sense because like that one's file based. The other ones are like surgical tools, and then you have some that are like very quick cedar style set and very low latency, real time. And each one applies to a different sort of need if you're working live and you want to try to hide your situation, you need something that works well real-time. If you if you want to be like super precise about it and you break out the spectral tools, you can probably get some astounding results. Or if you need something that's just like, you just basically press go and it takes care of it really well, then that, there's there's your file-based systems and yeah. each one has its own particular use. Yeah, the Cedar one, I, by the way, I looked it up, it's called the DNS2. And, uh, you know, if you really, really have to do stuff on the fly, on the go, in the field, and you're doing live streaming at the same time, that's probably the only magic box I'm aware of out there that can do do all that in literally a single small appliance. So it does exist if you got the deep pockets and you really need it. Well, Andrew, there's your next challenge, mate. You need, we need a review of that. <laughs> I need to sell something like a kidney. So I, would, I would like to do that review. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I would. Me, All right. Um, I, I, I guess yeah. the, the, the million dollar question is if, say, for instance, I sent you a file using Bruce Free, what would your reaction be? I don't think I would have questioned it. No, I don't think so either. There you go. There you go. Bruce Free, it is. Good on you, Sweden. 60 US. <laughs> the price point's astounding, yeah. That was the Pro Audio Suite. If you have any questions or ideas for a show, let us know via our Facebook, the Pro Audio Suite Podcast. You're not